Welcome to Falling Into 40 with Bailey and Jessica. I know. Funny show. Really funny show. Yes, yep. And we are almost to Valentine's Day. The day of love. I see your heart. Ooh. I'm a yes. little not very festive, but yes. So I wasn't purposely we, festive, but yes. yes. We are very close to Valentine's Day. We've almost made it, which is weird that we are almost to mid-February. I can't believe it. I feel like the spring comes and we just start with schedules and everything. It just flies. There's lots of things going on. So are y'all going to do anything for Valentine's today? I'm just going to love my people that I already love in the same yep. ways that I love them every day. Same. Same. And it's a Wednesday. Tell them so I, love I mean, yeah, we'll just. Hang out. What about you guys? Same thing? Same thing. Probably just business as usual. I'm sure the kids have some sort of activity that they have to be at and go to. So it'll be another day and we'll just probably say happy Valentine's Day. The kids may get a little something, but some people love it. Some yeah. people do. I mean, to each their own. Yeah. To each so. their own. We eat sugar every day in this house. And yeah, so gummies are our lifeline. So, well, in yeah. trending on love and kind of in that direction, passion. I think that it's something we need to, we have kind of both touched on passion as far as our passions and kind of where they've led us to be. When we first started our first episode, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think it's something in this season that kind of fuels us and that maybe has changed a little bit for us throughout time. And so I think bringing up just the word passion, what, I mean, what does the word passion mean to you? When I think of passion, I think of so many different things, but I think of just passionate, being passionate about something, being so, feeling so strongly about it that it is what drives you. It, it's a focus that doesn't take over your whole life, but it's it's your calling sometimes. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's not your calling, but it's something that you've committed to because you're passionate about it. You feel deeply about whatever it is that is stirring up all of these emotions that you can talk about and share. When I looked it up in the dictionary, it just said strong and barely controllable emotion. And then it also talked about the suffering and death of Jesus, which I think also goes right in line with passion. And so something I also, through our talks, want to bring up that as well from a Christian standpoint. What are things that have been your passions? You know, what are some things that you have been passionate about throughout your life and how have they changed for you? 
Well, you know, obviously as, as we grow older, our passions change because we are maturing and we're evolving. And so I think some people feel, find their passions early on in life. And some people, their passions change as they grow and change or grow and evolve into to older, um, more mature adults. But when I was growing up, I would like to say that golf was was my passion. I played golf. I started in middle school and then played in high school. And it ended up, I just wanted to graduate and I wanted to get away from where we live and not for any any reason in particular. I just wanted to spread my wings. I was ready to go. So that passion allowed me to get a scholarship and, you know, live in Kansas City and and play play golf. So that was a passion. Now is it a passion of mine? No. My children and my husband play golf. My children are learning to love it. It's certainly not pushed on them by any means, but I can see that passion growing in them for the sport. And so that's neat, but it's it's not necessarily a passion now. What about you? Any early so, early passions? Um, when I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, I have done so many things. Like even young, I was constantly busy. I, I, you could call it like a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Like I literally was so busy in life. I danced, I cheered, I played five different sports. Would I say I was passionate about all of them? I don't know. But then as I was thinking, like, was I just like, not passionate about anything. The central theme of everything that I was involved in was people and surrounding myself with people. And so like my passion and still in everything I do now, looking back, probably didn't realize it at the time, but my passion is my people and who I surround myself with. No matter if I was on a team, it was who I was on the team with or when I'm at my job, who I'm at my job with. And then now at home, my people at home. So in looking back, again, not realizing it as I was doing all the things that I was doing, when it boils down to it, no matter what I've done, my passion in that has been the people I have surrounded myself with. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's just like the common denominator you know? in everything has been people. You know, um, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but when I was writing down, I was really trying to think of a common theme from childhood to adulthood. If there was a passion that, that kept going and I wrote people, mm -hmm. I said people in general, whether, I mean, that's, that could be, that could go in a whole different you know, like you just said, those connections or those relationships, the people you surrounded yourself, those were, that was your passion. You were passionate about them because they were your friends. You cared for them and they played a big role in your life. In a sense, that's kind of, my passion today has changed in the fact that people are still, I still care deeply about people, but it's, it comes from what we've already talked about before, and I'm sure we'll just talk about it all the time, but 
after, you know, um, confronting my alcoholism and battling it in a way that I suffered from it for a long time, suffered Mm -hmm. in it, in, in the pit, in the, in the darkness and in secret, which I thought was secret and in shame. But once I came out and I healed and, you know, I'm working on seven years sober, that's my passion. I want to help people that are alcoholics that are in the dark and that are struggling. And so while still people oriented or can surrounding myself with people, but helping those that don't know that there's a way out of that just because I've been there and I've felt that hopelessness. Anyway, I just trying to tie that into your, to your people. And I feel like too, some of the people that have surrounded me in a way, those have changed my passions as well. You know, they say passion is contagious. And so people who I've surrounded myself with in good ways and bad ways have changed my passions in life as well. It was just such a common theme in in thinking, even when I was trying to make my decision about in college, what I wanted to do, you know, there was a small span where I thought, you know, what, I don't, I don't really know what I want to do. And my mom told me, well, you were just such a people person. You need to figure out a way to, um, make that be your purpose is through people. And so I, I went through many different professions, you know, I was in PR for a while and my passion kind of pushed me into the direction of teaching and putting my, my passion in, into that purpose. And I was talking about passion versus purpose and thinking about that, you know, and I read something that said, passion is what the world gives you, but purpose is what you give the world. And your passion is for you and your purpose is for others. And so that's just kind of was like a huge eye opener for me because yes, my passion continued to drive me, but it helped me to continue to fill my purpose, which was to pour into others. And so that was kind of a cool thing that I read. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you just said that the people we are around, like passion is contagious Mm-hmm. And it is, it's so exciting and wonderful to meet somebody that is passionate, that is excited, mm-hmm. that is just, you know, headfirst into something that's working really hard. And I want to mention that just recently I, I was fortunate enough to hear Jason Jones speak and he was with Mother Teresa in the top 50 mm-hmm. of um, human rights activists. Right. and the way that he found, he was so passionate and I'll just, I'll say this as shortly as I can, but he ended up getting his um, girlfriend pregnant when he was 16 and he was super excited because he hadn't had a father in his home and they lived in a bad area in Chicago. And he just thought, this is it. This is going to be my plan. You know, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a husband. I'm going to take care of my family. This is it. So they make a plan. He goes into the military when he turns 17, which is a whole different story, but he joins mm-hmm. the military. He, his girlfriend is going to wear baggy clothes. Okay. 
Well, he's in the military. She reaches the third trimester. He gets a phone call and he was washing dishes because of a whole, he was, he's obviously brilliant, but he was having to do dish duty for um, some remarks he had made. And so somebody came and said, Hey, you've got a phone call. You need to answer it. He said, I can't, I'm, I'm washing dishes. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, you've got to take this call. Well, he got on the phone and his girlfriend was crying. And then the dad obviously took the phone and said to him, I took care of your little problem and you no longer have to worry about hiding your little secret. Your baby is no longer. And he said he was just sobbing. He said he grew up at the age of four, like knowing what the world was, but he didn't know about religion, politics. And so he certainly didn't know what abortion was like, just didn't, didn't know. So he's crying. His, his commanding officer, um, ends up telling him, he's like, I'm so, cause he was crying saying someone murdered my baby. Someone murdered my baby. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they get to the bottom of it and he said, well, actually it's legal. It's called abortion. So he gives him $10 and quarters, tells him to go call his girlfriend back. And that was it. Like, don't come in the barracks again and let's not disrupt everybody, but here's your $10. Well, it lasted him like an hour and a half and he could only hear her crying and he would try to say something every now and then anything. And he couldn't, he could never say the right, the right thing. You know, there's no no words to to fill Mm -hmm. that. And so at the very end, it said, you have 60 seconds left. And he said, right then in that moment at 17 years old, he said, I promise you, I'm going to fight for babies that are unborn. I will use this for the good and I will fight for them until the day I die. And while I wanted him to say that he married her, he didn't, but he has seven kids and he is in the trenches all the time. And he's, he's an amazing human being and he's 53, 54, I think, but he has not stopped. He has not stopped. This is his passion. And that traumatic event fueled it. And he uses his passion for his purpose. His passion was contagious and it was moving and touching and inspirational. I had a person in my life, a teacher, an educator that um, daily, his mantra was nothing great in this world has ever been accomplished without enthusiasm. And so that kind of, that really stuck with me at a young age. And I continued to carry that mantra with me through. And I think that it goes with that perfectly. I mean, like you find something that you're so enthusiastic and so passionate about it. And it does, it drives your purpose. And you realize at that moment you were created for a reason and that's it. And out of such trauma for something that purposeful to come out of it, that is truly remarkable. Yes. And you can use it for the, for the better, the betterment of, of those around you and in the world. I mean, people say, you know, you can't, you can't worry about fixing the world or, or doing all these things. But if there weren't people that stood up and, and felt passionately about these things, nothing would get done. And I have to remember that it doesn't matter if it's a small dent that you're making. A dent is a dent. And mm-hmm. if that's your passion, then, then use it and use it for, 
for your purpose and God's purpose for you? You you bring up God's purpose. And I was looking at like, because, you know, there are, there are word, worldly things that you become passionate about. Like I'm so like, I'm passionate about traveling and through, you know, my marriage and, and marrying my husband, I didn't travel a lot young, but after we got married, that like became a passion that we shared. And then now with our children, we love to travel and just lots of worldly things to be passionate about it. And, you know, it got me thinking, and you may have a really good answer to this question. Like, how can we be passionate yet still fulfill God's purpose for our life and it not overtake that? You know what I mean? I think that so passionate about traveling that's that's wonderful right Mm -hmm. and you can you can use that in a way as that while you're traveling you're you're looking at at god's creation around i mean you have to ask yourself what what makes you passionate about traveling is Mm -hmm. it just seeing the world is it seeing what god's done seeing that there's places around the the world that that haven't seen what we've seen here or is it meeting people while traveling Mm-hmm. Is it, is it that you're with your family and you're passionate about, about making sure that your, your family is, is staying connected and that you're taking care of one another, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that it just depends on how you look at it. And, you know, I think God's purpose for everyone is to make sure that you're taking care of your family. And so there are things that you can do to fuel that passion and, and, you know, whether that's traveling with your family, because that's the only time that you can get away and do those things. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. that's what, what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Just making sure like his plan and his purpose are the center of that. And just making sure like our passion is, is kind of submitted to that plan and letting yeah. him shape shape those and still being still and listening and putting them at the feet of, of Christ. But on the other hand, fulfilling those purposes and those passions, you know, and just making sure that, that, that they all align. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to add that. I think that through my healing, through um, alcoholism, I found my voice again, where, you know, I didn't really want to use it before. And I thought, well, you know, God can use anything to his glory. And so he's healed me. I am who I am because of him. And so while some people might find my passion annoying because it's, it's constantly on the forefront of my mind, God wants me to use that to help others so that they know that they aren't alone, you know? And I'll tell you one more thing I heard, and I can't remember, it wasn't too long ago, Candace Cameron, she likes to read her Bible or do a little devote. I think it's a straight from the Bible on her podcast. And she was doing that every day. And I don't, I don't know if that's still Mm -hmm. something that she does, but she was talking about how cruel people can be in the remarks, the reviews and stuff like that. And somebody Somebody had said something about how annoying her voice was, that she had the most obnoxious voice. And she said in tears, she said, I just cried because I thought 
this voice, I'm reading my Bible, God's holy word with, with this voice that is driving people crazy. And I could be wrong. I, I don't think that I am. I think she said that, that God told her, you know, absolutely not. You're, you're sharing a beautiful thing. And that's my word and my story with others. And, and she grew from, from the negative comment and just had to say, you know, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's a good, a good reminder. And how often do we tell our kids, like, don't let the opinions of others, like, make, like, impede you from fulfilling your purpose or from going after something you're passionate about. And especially with a teenager right now, I deal with that a lot of the the negativity and the negative voices in her head and having to talk to her about that, not getting in the way of fulfilling her purpose and her passions. And so I think that's so important to bring up when talking about that is like when you're passionate about something and it's especially this God-given gift you've been given, you know, you should see it through because there's a reason. And in the end, we have to remember, and this is, I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. Does, whose opinion matters? While I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody and I'm doing something that is, is hopefully helping others. If somebody has something negative to say about that, that I have to be able to say, I'm sorry. You know, there, there's always going to be somebody that wants to stomp, stomp on your, on your story or your joy or they, you know, misery loves company. And so you just have to remember that those opinions, while they hurt, they don't, they don't matter. You have to keep because running. Because on the, the course. other side of it, think of the good you are doing and think of, even if it's one person whose life you change because of the story you've told, you have fulfilled your purpose. You have made yeah. a difference because that one matters. Yes, that's right. That every, every single one matters mm-hmm. 100%. And, and, you know, God's the one that, that we will face someday. And while we're all sorry, old sinners, I really, you know, you hope that you're going to be able to stand in front of him and he'll say, welcome my good and faithful servant. And that it's not the other way around because you didn't use what he gave you, you know, that you were too worried about everybody else. And, and I'm guilty of that. I don't want to mm-hmm. act like I'm not. I have worried what others thought my whole life. And, you know, that's something that I'm working on, on getting over as an adult. And it's getting better. But, mm-hmm. yes, I still care. I have a question for you. So, you know, as mothers, a lot of our passions right now lie in pouring into our families and Um, We're passionate about what our kids are passionate about. And our joy comes a lot from watching them fulfill their purposes and their passions. But is there something that either you currently are truly passionate about that maybe you've put on hold or that you want to see through or that that you hope to be able to push forward in the future? That's kind of a tricky question. I so know. I'm sorry. I feel like, <laughs> no, that's okay. So 
I have that personality that is kind of over the top. You know, it's go big or go home. And I have to be very careful about thinking all of these things through because my mind is always going a hundred miles an hour and, you know, think all the time of what, what else I could do to be of help to, to somebody else and maybe not just in the alcohol awareness arena, but is it to women who feel like they haven't, they don't have a voice because they've been uh, molested or is it that I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the right words here, but yes, I feel like there's always something going in my brain that, that is thinking, okay, is there, is there going to be more? Are you going to use this voice? Are you going to, I think that I've, I felt like I'm an unintelligent person, unfortunately for a lot of my life. And now that I've, I've found my voice. I've had to kind of stop the negative talk and tell myself I am, I am smart. I am, I've got ideas and I've got, I do have passion. I can, I can really get, get excited, but I need to put them into motion, but not too much, you know, not get all, I can't have a gazillion things going, but there are a lot of things that, that I would really like to do. And I I don't know specifically more than, you know, just helping others just in a way that, that impacts them profoundly, whether it's just leading them to Jesus, or if it's just tangibly, like, what can I do to help you in this terrible situation that you're facing? And a lot of times answered your question. You did. And, um, and you brought up negative self-talk and I think it is something that as women, and I'm certain we're not the only ones, that is such a hurdle to so many things. And I can honestly say like that negativity or not thinking I can or not thinking that I'm good enough or, you know, things like that, that negative self-talk that we have to get in the habit of not allowing that to be a hurdle to us. And, um, I don't know where that came from because I feel like that is something that I need to work on too. I'm very quick to think, you know what? No, even with us talking about this podcast, I constantly found myself worried and anxious, like not really many people think of me as this big outgoing talker that has a lot to say because for a long time I did, you know? quiet my voice and just be a listening ear. Yeah. Just not allowing that roadblock of negative self-talk to interfere because we can talk ourselves out of a lot of really special things. Yes, that's the truth. And you know, there's people that are loud, people that are quiet, people that are in between, and we don't know what's going on in other people's minds. And I think with this negative self-talk is what I mean um, right there. But I think too, it's important to remember that we have to be careful when talking to our friends or just anybody that we come in contact with. And if they're trying to share something that they might be passionate about, that we aren't, we aren't laughing or mocking, Mm -hmm. or we think that they're joking because it might not sound, it might sound a little different to us. 
But that doesn't right. mean that it's not an important thing and that it's not okay for them to be passionate about that. I think it's great that we have people that are, we've all got different different gifts and different passions and different things that we can do. So whether it's an, you know, you're, you're passionate about rescuing animals and rehoming them, or you're passionate about the organization CASA, you're passionate about serving at your church, you know, being the greeter, you want to be the, the greeter at, at um, the doors when people walk in. So there's all different, different ways and different things. They don't all have to seem like these huge, huge things. But like we said, little things make a difference. Little things can make big differences in somebody's life. Are there any people who kind of ignite your passion or that inspire you? I'm inspired all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. truly, like I'm inspired by my friends. Um, I'm even like here we're doing this podcast and this is new for both of us. And I'm inspired by the answers that you give and the way that you've projected yourself and that you've, I don't know that we're just doing this, but I, you're inspiring to me. Truly. I don't have, I don't people like Jason Jones that I, I listened to the other day, you know, I came home and I wanted to save the world. I was on fire thinking, what can I do? How can I do it? I mean, I read books about people all the time and I, I feel like there's so many things there's ordinary people around us that inspire me on a daily. Absolutely. And so I don't know, I feed off mm -hmm. of you. You mentioned earlier, it's important who you surround yourself with. I think you said that at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because I feed off of people. And if, if they're enthusiastic, I'm just like, Oh, I am, I am down I, for whatever you are doing. Let's I will. go. Fight the good fight. Yes. Tell me, yeah. where are we going? I want to be in on it. What about you, yes. Bailey? Oh, I, I feel the same way, Jessica. You, you inspire me all the time. And I've mentioned you are one of the most giving people. And so you make me want to give more, honestly. And your passion for people is very inspiring. Um, but my kids inspire me. Um, and then I'm crazily, I'm inspired by lots of sports figures because so much of my life was centered around sports and there's so many great sports figures out there that are so inspiring and have such incredible stories and things to say. Um, the late Kobe Bryant, I'd probably send something he has said almost daily to my daughter because some of the things that he said are so profound and so good for people who are working toward a goal that, um, that a lot of things that he has, he had to say in his life were extremely inspiring. Um, Mark Twain actually said a quote that I want to put out into the universe because it's awesome. It said the, mo the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And I just think that is like in, in everybody's lives, that is true. So it is true. Yeah. It's very true. And that is profound and, you know, motivational speakers are have jobs as motivational speakers because they have stories that they can share. And, um, 
there are lots of people that don't, lots of people with inspiring, motivating stories that don't get to tell their stories because maybe they are famous sports figures. And so that overshadows everything else. But ESPN usually does a show. I don't even know what it's called. It's like, I feel like it's on on Sunday mornings when I'm getting ready. It's always one that's a tearjerker and they're telling Mm -hmm. about some sports uh, figure that has overcome some huge obstacle. And I'm always thinking that's incredible. I mean, it kind of goes back to everybody has a story and you can't be where some of those professional athletes are without passion. I mean, there's no way that they would be to the point that they're at on the stage that they're on without some sort of passion. Yeah. And, you know, I think about people um, that hate their jobs and that truly hate them. And I always think how awful to have to wake up and go to a job that you absolutely dread going to or hate going to because life is so short. That's not, you're not living out your, your passion. You're definitely not your best you if you're in those situations. Now, is it hard to, to be able to find a different job during that? I'm sure. But, you know, you and I were both passionate about teaching and I was, I never had a day that I didn't want to go to work. And and I can say that for my last, um, few years that I worked, I was always excited. I was ready to teach. I was ready to help somebody learn something or to, to love somebody that needed, needed loving or, you know, and if, so if passion isn't fueling that, then you probably aren't, if if you don't have passion for something, yeah, you're just kind of floating through, right? Drifting through. And that's, not a terrible thing, but I think that that can get you into that complacent spot in your life where, you know, kind of gives you, can get you in a bad situation when you're just not, not doing anything. You don't have a, a, you're not driven towards anything. There's not a goal that maybe you could get into trouble or, you know, stray the path. So finding your purpose or finding your passion, I think is important knowing what it is. Absolutely. And I just think that this is such an ongoing, like we say about everything, that this could be multiple segments on passion because there are like, they're kind of like, I think we discussed it earlier, but you know, there's so many words with the word passion, compassion, passionate you know, and there's so many avenues of passion. There's passion for people or for your partner or your spouse. And so there's a lot of different avenues or ways you could think of passion. And so I think we've covered a lot of them today. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I've, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed discussing this and yeah, it could go on forever really. Thank you, everybody that has listened, and I hope that you will come back for more of Falling into 40 with Bailey and Jessica. We have enjoyed it. We are just learning as we go, and we hope that you will just keep coming back. And find your passion. If you if you haven't found it, find it, chase it, all of those things. And yeah, go after it. Get it. Thank you for tuning in with us on today's episode of Falling into 40. 
You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts.